James chapter 2, verse 18 and 19, the demons believe and tremble. Demons believe and tremble. James chapter 2, verse 18 and 19. But someone, but one, someone will say, you have faith, I have works. Show me your faith without your works and I will show you my faith by my works. You believe that there is one God? You do well. Even demons believe and tremble. May God add his blessings to the receiving of this word. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Pastor Dan. Thank you, brother. Thank you for that. Amen. You know, this, last week I talked about the, the laws of, of the Christian life. And the laws of the Christian life are about the law of love and the law of liberty. The law of the harvest, which is the law of sowing and reaping. And remember, I, I threw out all the, threw out these, the seeds last week and, and they had to get cleaned up between services. You should have seen that, man. But uh, threw out the seeds because I'm like, you, you sow and you're generous in sowing and you'll reap. And God blesses that. And I believe that. And so last week I talked about some of those things, the importance of how do you live your Christian life. And this series on, on James is so practical because what it does is it helps you, helps encourage you that you know and I know that we live our faith out. We don't live our faith secretly. It's not just what we believe. It's how we live. It's lived out in our life. Believe is not just about a mental ascent. I believe. I believe. It's more than just believing. Believing is, a, it, faith, saving faith is about believing that Christ Jesus died on the cross for your sins and he rose again from the dead and you can be forgiven if you trust him. Amen? That's what faith is. Faith is I believe I was lost, but Jesus died for me. And if you live that kind of faith, you will live out that kind of faith. It will be a lifestyle in your life. And the next few weeks, you'll hear more about that. You'll hear more about what it says at the beginning. Show me your faith. Not just, not just talk about faith, but show me your faith. And when you show your faith, you'll live like the Old Testament believers, Abraham, who believed God and God took care of him when he was going to sacrifice Isaac. God provided a ram or Rahab who was saved by the Lord and she, she put out a, a thread in her, outside of her window in order to be saved when Jericho was going to be overtaken. That's what it means to have faith. That's what it means to have faith. Faith is active. I, I'm encouraged by our young people this week who had faith. They had faith to, to God to use them, to use their talents and abilities. And I'm just grateful for the young people that are sitting here and, and that are in the room that went to Columbus. Uh, I, almost, I keep saying Columbus, Georgia. Columbus, Ohio, who, uh, and, and celebrated. They, we celebrate with them, them using their gifts and their abilities and talents. And so I'm going to ask some of the young people in the room, if you're a young person in this room and you did anything at Fine Arts this week, would you stand real quickly? Stand real quickly. Yeah, let's give them a hand, guys. Thank you for doing Columbus, Georgia. Columbus, Ohio. Columbus, Ohio. And uh, we're just grateful that, of course, uh, my son, uh, Preston's up here. He turned 18. Excuse me. 18? He turned, hey, he's ready. He turned six. He thinks he's 18. He turned 16. On uh, Thursday, we would sing happy birthday, but I'm in the middle of a sermon, so I can't do that. But happy birthday, 16-year-old son. Dear Lordy B. Um, getting old. What was I talking about? Having heart and head knowledge. You can have a head knowledge, but not a heart knowledge. 
You, you can have a head knowledge about God. Matter of fact, he says, you, you can believe that believing in God is enough and say, well, I believe there is a God, or however way people put it. I believe in a higher power. I, I, I believe in the man upstairs. I, I believe in the big guy. Well, not the big guy. We know what that means. I believe in the man upstairs. I believe in the man who wrote the good book. And people will talk that way, but they will dance around the reality of who is this, this God that we're talking about. And I've had people say, well, uh, what, what do you mean? It's not just about a higher power. It's about Jesus. It's about Jesus. You ever notice in a TV interview or a or a sports interview after a game and somebody starts talking about Jesus, the reporter starts acting kind of weird, gets nervous, hey, hang on a minute. Because that Bible says that's the name that's above every name. The name of Jesus, every knee will bow and every tongue will confess. Amen. That's the name that's above every name. And see, saying you believe in a God isn't enough because even the demons believe in a God. Now, I'm not saying that you... you that just because they believe in a God that they're going to be saved. That's not what I'm saying at all. What I'm saying is that devils believe that there is a God. And they not only believe there's a God, they tremble when they think about God. See, the reality is this. Demons lie. Demons are on a mission. Demons desire are to defeat the people of God, lie to the people of God, deceive us, to distract us. Even now, the devil's trying to tell some of y'all, look on your phone and see if you need a reservation for lunch or not. <laughs> but the fact of the matter is demons will do their best to deceive you and to drag you away from the purposes of God. But demons also tremble in the presence of God. Here, I love what James is saying. You believe God is one? You, you believe what it says in, in Deuteronomy that there is one God? Yeah, wonderful. Even the demons believe the same thing, but they tremble in the presence of God. The word there is shudder. The idea is this, that demons bristle. They are in horror, in overwhelming terror in the presence of God. Amen. The hair, it's as if we say your hair stands on end. You know how it is when, when you, something makes you nervous and some, something just not quite right and you kind of get, get goosebumps or, or your hair stands up on end and you feel frightened for a moment? The devil feels that way in the presence of God. Demons are terrified. You always thought, well, I think I'm, the, the devil's trying to scare people. No, the opposite is true. The devils are scared of Jesus. This morning, I had that happen to me this morning. I, I got up to do something. I had to let the dog out. Our dog was whimpering at about 4 or 5 in the morning. Spoiled, rotten dog. <laughs> so I let the dog out, and I don't know where she went. I had no idea where she was. I did something and came back, went to get in the bed, and about, to, about to, getting ready to lay back in the bed, and all of a sudden, I felt this furry thing right there. And I just, whoa, wait a minute, what's that? Dog, dog had jumped in our bed. I was like, wait a minute. I'm glad it didn't make a loud noise, but it did not. It, was, it, it got my attention. I was awake for a little while. Demons believe in God, and they tremble. And I said this early in the first service. Demons at least fear God. What's happened to us? See, demons are afraid. They, they revere God, but they also are afraid because they know judgment's coming. But for us, sometimes we've become so casual with God, I don't even know if we have this, this awe-struck feeling of God anymore. This, the idea that God is holy and beautiful and powerful and amazing. 
You have so many people in our culture that use God's name in vain and just curse the name of Jesus and blaspheme the name of the Lord. And yet, and yet there's this almost like no, no fear of God, no sense that God is worthy of being hallowed and praised in our lives. So let me give you three points, and then we're going to celebrate baptism. We're going to pray for people. Number one is this. I want you to know, by the way, this message isn't to glorify evil. It is to share the power of the gospel. Number one is this, what demons do. Demons are fallen angels. Demons are spirits that have fallen. They rebelled against God. Isaiah 14, look at it later. Ezekiel 28, Satan rebels against God and is cast out of heaven. The demons of hell, the angels that rebelled against God are cast out along with Satan. And the activity of the devil is on the earth now is to, to steal, kill, and destroy to give opposition to you and your family, to push back on what God's doing in your life, to work against the people of God. Even if you watch the media, if you watch news, everything is pushing back against what God's word says, pushing back against what will be good for you and your family. The enemy tries to fight against you and your family. The enemy tried to fight some of y'all this morning coming to church. It was harder for you to get up today than it was yesterday. You got to fight with your wife or your husband on the way to church today. Your children, something weird happened and there was a, they didn't want to get out of bed and they took too long in the shower or uh, you were coming and the baby had a blowout and you're trying to think, why is this happening? It's the enemy's doing his best to oppose you coming to the house of God. Because every time you come to church on Sunday, you make a declaration. You make a declaration that Jesus Christ rose again from the dead on Sunday. And when Jesus rose from the dead, he defeated every power of death, hell, and the grave. Amen. And Jesus Christ is victorious. So sometimes the devil will be in your face opposition to you. Your children will, will come home one day from school around certain people and their attitude has changed. And you're like, why did the attitude change? Well, they got around, the, the enemy did his best to try to pull them away from the things of God and deceive them, discourage them, and overwhelm them. By peer pressure or by somebody else's attitude. The Bible says bad company corrupts good morals. Or maybe it's subtle in your life. Maybe you see the enemy at work in your life. And he is trying to attack you, child of God, in a subtle way. By lies and gossip or slithering deception. See, the enemy traffics in darkness and traffics in areas of deception and lies. See, if the devil can keep you in the dark about the word of God, the enemy can keep you in bondage. If the enemy can keep you in darkness for the word of God and get you sidetracked on the purposes of God, the enemy can keep you from everything God has for you. The enemy will do his best. Demons and devils try to tempt you and deceive you. They'll try to put things in front of you to appeal to your flesh, to drag you away from the purposes of God. I've talked with people. Everything's going great. They're trying to live right. The moment they get on their feet trying to live right, there's a temptation that gets in front of them they haven't seen in a long time. Why, why, am, I, why am I seeing this thing? I'm, I'm online and I'm on a sports site and all of a sudden I see an image I shouldn't be looking at and just pops up out of nowhere. Trying to work on my marriage and trying to work on my relationship with my, my boyfriend or girlfriend. And, and the moment I do that, all of a sudden I get a DM from an old friend I hadn't heard from in a long time. That ain't God. I'm saying that's the devil. That's the devil. 
If you've ever looked at yourself in the mirror and said, you're ugly, you're not worth anything, you're so stupid, you're not any, you know what's, what you're hearing and what's coming out of your mouth or what you're hearing is not from you. You don't talk to yourself that way. I don't get up in the morning going, I'm going to eat some breakfast. I'm going to drink some coffee. I'm going to jump in the shower. I'm, I don't do that. I just do it. When you hear something from the third person outside of you, it's a demon powers of hell. Well, Pastor, I don't believe that. Well, you don't have to believe it. You can believe it or you can doubt it. But the truth is the enemy is at work trying to steal, kill, and destroy. The demons will try to oppress people, possess people, cause them physical harm, cause them bondage, cause you to be so wrapped up in fear, wrapped up in anxiety, wrapped up in doubt that you never live out the purposes God has for your life. That's what the devil does. That's what he does. The devil is right now at work in people's minds to distract them from the word of God, to steal the seed of the word because the seed can bear fruit. Demons want a foothold in your life. Demons want to torment your mind and emotions. They want, the demons want to degrade your body. Demons want to confuse your mind and your life. That's what the demons of hell will do. Devils try to influence governments and influence nations and entertainment. The devil is at work now through evil powers to try to deceive, to steal, to lie, to bring falsehood instead of truth. That's the devil's work. The enemy's at best around us trying to keep darkness around us and keep us in bondage. And the devil will use tools to try to get to you and through you and a foothold in your life. Let me say this again. The devil will try to get a foothold in your life. Don't give him that opportunity. I was talking to someone years ago. It's nothing new. You've heard it before. But a young lady came to the altar. She was probably 14. And she told me she was terrified to pray for her. I prayed for her. And as I prayed for her, she said, uh, I had a problem. Me and my friends were having an overnight party not long ago, and we decided we would conjure up a demon. This is a girl whose mom and dad were, dad led a, uh, is a worship leader, and daughter, uh, mom was a Bible study leader. And she said, I was with some friends one night, and we began to play around with things. And the next thing you know, I was speaking in a language I did not know, and I was overcome by a demon. And I'm terrified. And I said, okay. It's not your ordinary prayer, is it, at the altar? I said, let me ask you these questions. Did you repent of that? I did. Did you ask Jesus to forgive? I did. Did you plead the blood? Yes. Did you get laid hands on? Yes. Did you tell your parents? Yes. Don't be afraid. You're free now. But in the reality of that moment, because I asked her if she told her parents because they're her authority. It's an authority issue sometimes. As I'm talking to her in the reality of that moment, I realize that the enemy does his best to get a foothold in the lives of people. Let me just say this to you in this, in this room. And this young lady, we renounced it. We prayed over it. She's free. Praise God. Amen. She's free. She's free. Totally free in Jesus' name. Amen. I'm glad eight people are excited about that. But let me remind you that there are some things that, that are around us where the enemy will try to influence you in your life, try to make you do things. And, and it's become so, so casual now. Let me remind you. Deuteronomy chapter uh, 18, you can look at it later, says this. There shall not be among you anyone 
who makes his sons and daughters pass through the fire, or one who practices witchcraft, or a soothsayer, or interprets omens, or sorcerer, one who conjures spells, or a medium, or a spiritist, or one who calls up the dead. Every one of those things, you're inviting this demonic, and you're inviting demons into your life and your home. Pastor, I don't believe that. Again, I've done this way too long, and I understand that. It happens. That's why you don't play with this stuff. Don't, 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 play, don't play around with, with horoscopes. Don't play around with tarot cards. Don't play around with these kind of false things. It's somebody speaking to the dead, a seance, a Ouija board. Don't play around with those things. Those things are not of God. And number one, number two, they are demonic in nature, dug up straight out of hell. I was concerned this week when the town of Port Royal in its official social media page promoted a woman and a business that does these very things. The town of Port Royal, that's right, did. Matter of fact, if you pass and go to the site, you'll find out at this, at this place that they promoted, you can find out what it means to be a shaman. A shaman is someone who speaks to, speaks to spirits on your behalf, conjures spirits and all these things. You can make an energy wand. You can have a, you understand what tarot card means, how to divine, how to find out, how to get tarot cards, which are straight out of hell. And unfortunately, Unfortunately, the very town that's holding a festival is the very town that promoted that stuff. Our community, where I am and where you are right now. That's why we believe the battle we face isn't flesh and blood. Amen. We fight principalities and powers, rulers of this dark age, spiritual wickedness, amen, in heavenly places. The devil wants to get a foothold. He wants to kill your, you and your family, he wants to steal your victory and destroy your testimony. And I can tell you every time a church advances or you advance as a man or woman of God, let me remind you whether it's advancing your life, advancing your family, your ministry, remodeling a church, building a new building, starting a new ministry, there's always an area that the devil will fight that tooth and nail. The devil will try to fight the advance with demon powers of hell are will gravitate to trying to stop the work of God. But let me remind you that we belong to Jesus and we will not concede one square inch of the, what God wants to do. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. Amen. And we move forward in the name of Jesus. Listen. False teaching. False teaching. Demons are, 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 uh, demons are a part of false teaching. Lies, flat out lies, heresy, false doctrine, things that are off. The Bible calls them doctrines of devils. I mean, we, we've got to be real, friends. Not everybody that says they're a, they're, they're a church or religious is going to heaven. It's not like we have all this, this unity going on in the sense of, of all religions. We, we have uh, several years ago, my friend Mike McCaskey is on the front row. Several years ago, I may sound like a legalist to you. I hope I don't. But several years ago, we pulled back from a ministry to our community because they had a gentleman who was pastoring a church who was a part of that who prayed at the gathering who didn't even believe Jesus is the Son of God. So I said, we're not being a part of that. Well, eventually, that moved on, and we were able to engage again because 
there's something about false doctrine and false teaching is the Bible calls them doctrines of demons. And so the devil is at work doing his best to oppose the work of God. Second point is this. It ain't about the devil. It's about God. Here we go. Second point is this. Demons tremble in the presence of God. Amen. Demons believe in God, but demons tremble in the presence of God. They believe in the deity of Jesus. Mark chapter 3, verse 11 and 12 says that demons, when, when they faced Jesus, fell on their face and says, you are the son of God. You are the son of God. They know that judgment's coming their way. They cried out, please don't send me into the abyss right now. They also know that Jesus is on the move and Jesus has victory, that he is their judge. They, uh, they also know that there is authority. They, they shudder in the presence of Jesus. They tremble at his purity, at his holiness, at his awesome power. I've got to remind you of that, that we serve a victorious, living, risen Savior. Full of holy power and strength. Glorious and wonderful is his name. I was thinking about it the other day and I was thinking about um, Kim and I, we just got back from Columbus too and, and how we had these hotel rooms. These hotel rooms have these wonderful, uh, man, I mean, cancel out all the light type things, you know, curtains. I, I need one at home, honestly, because I always see the sun coming out through the window, but they cancel out. It's totally dark. And every once in a while we go, used to as a family, we go on a trip and it's time to get up. We'd open up those lights that, that man, all of a sudden those shades would open and that bright sunshine would come in and everybody would groan like this. Because it was, oh, it went from dark to light. So let me tell you, that's what demons do. Demons in the presence of God cannot stand the glory and the wonder of Jesus. They can't stand the glory and the wonder of who Jesus is. And the Bible says they tremble in his presence. They tremble in his presence because they know the judgment is coming. Their judgment is coming. Their wickedness is going to come to an end. And victory is Secure in Jesus. Third point is this. You ready? Very, I'm almost done. Greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. Not only are demons real and they work against the things of God and people of God, demons shudder and tremble in the presence of Jesus. They also tremble in the presence of the Holy Spirit inside of you. Greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. 1 John 4, 3, try every spirit, not every spirit's of God. Don't worry about it, you've overcome them because greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. The Bible says in James chapter 4, verse 7, submit yourselves to God, resist the devil and he will flee. Resist the devil and he will flee. Resist the devil and he will flee. Resist. Child of God, let me say this. I, I, let, me, let me say this very clearly in this service. There needs to be a time in your life where you need to quit going along with the enemy. Quit holding his hand. Here we go again. I'm going to do this again. I'm going to put up with that again. I'm going to listen to that again. There comes a time where you've got to say, that's enough. I'm not doing that anymore. I'm not going there anymore. I'm not saying that anymore. I'm not running with that anymore. I'm not doing that anymore. I'm not listening to that anymore. I'm going to stop right now and say, no, that's it. That's enough. That's enough. I resist. I resist. I don't go along anymore. I resist. 
I'm not going to fight this thing. Uh, I, I'm not going to go along. I'm going to fight this thing. I remember watching years ago. I'm not this isn't real spiritual. But I remember years ago watching cops. Used to be cops used to come on all the time. Bad boys, bad boys. What you going to do? What you going to do when they come for you? And I remember seeing a video of a guy. He was a big old guy, man. He's a big guy and he got in trouble with something. And next thing you know, he's resisting arrest. They had to handcuff him in his front. Had to handcuff him in the back. He took off trying to hand, like this. He took off running. They finally called him. I thought, my word, you know what that guy's doing? He's resisting arrest. He, he wasn't just giving in. He, he resisted. And sometimes in our lives, the enemy would try to stop us where we are. And we need to resist the enemy right now in Jesus' name. Saying that you will not have another. Do you believe that we, my, my wife's a master at this. Uh, where you pray and fast over your family, saying that is enough, devil. You can't have my family anymore. I resist and push back in the name of Jesus. Whatever you're trying to do, whatever the enemy's trying to do, you have the power, you have the authority to resist the enemy. You have the authority to say that's enough. Sometimes you have to do it in your mind, for your mind. Some of you have to do it for your friends. Sometimes you have to do it for your family. But you need to stop and say, that is enough, no more. Enough's enough. And you know what? You have power to do that because the Bible says you have authority to do that. I believe we pray to God and we ask God to give you victory. But we also look at the enemy and whatever we're facing in our lives and we resist it in Jesus' name and the enemy will flee. Amen. Mark chapter 16, verse 17 and 18 says that we have power over the devil that in the name of Jesus we'll cast out devils. Do you understand that you have power in Jesus' name? Through prayer and fasting and reliance of the Spirit, God can use you to come against the powers of the enemy, those who are oppressed, those who are possessed, those who are obsessed, those that are struggling, and lay hands, and in the name of Jesus, they be set free by the power of God. Amen. You believe that, don't you? I believe it. I believe it. I believe that in Jesus' name, you can see someone that is tormented by the enemy and you can lay hands on them and they can be set free by the authority of Jesus Christ because greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. You can put on the full armor of God and take your stand. You put on the full armor of God and say, and I'm putting on the breastplate of righteousness and the loins of truth and the feet of the gospel of peace and the sword of the spirit and the shield of faith and I'm going to stand firm against the attack of the enemy why do you do that you do it because you don't have you have no power on your own but in the power and authority of Jesus you can stand firm you can stand firm no more of this no more of this some of you've been the, the enemy's tried to drag you around with with guilt resist that you've been forgiven by the blood of Jesus Seem the enemy's tried to drag you around with, with an addiction. Let, let me remind you that everything the enemy tries to do is, it can be overcome by the power of Jesus. The enemy's tried to pull you down. The enemy's tried to get you defeated. The enemy's tried to get you set up for a failure. You can resist it in Jesus' name because greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. I believe that. And this morning, right before we celebrate baptism, right before we celebrate what God is doing in the hearts of people, I'm going to pray and I believe that God is going to set some people free today. 
See, the Bible says demons believe and tremble. They, they believe Jesus. They're not saved. They tremble in the presence of Jesus. But I'll go even further. They tremble in the presence of the Holy Spirit inside of you. There's no one. Look, some, you, some of you have been taking it from the enemy. He's been mistreating you. He has kept you down. Sometimes people, and most of the time, people, the enemies use people to try to get you in a bad spot. People have tried to put you in a bad place. Can I tell you, start with the Spirit. Start by the power of the Holy Spirit and resist in the name of Jesus. And stand firm in the name of Jesus. And let God have his way in the name of Jesus. There is, a, there is no weapon that formed against you that will prosper. All the things that rise up against you will fall. Amen. Amen. I, do you want to live with that heaviness the rest of your life? Do you want to live with that weight of depression and spiritual depression all the rest of your life? Do you want to live with, with that weight of your past all of your life? When the enemy keeps bringing that up over and over and over and over and over again, your failures and how you fell short of what God wanted and how you beat yourself up over how many times you messed up. Do you want to live in that or do you want to be free from that? You're free because Jesus has set you free. He's already paid the price. He's already paid the price. I'm not trying to get free. He's already set me free. And I'm going to stand in his freedom in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Stand with me if you would, please. Everybody in this room, stand with me. And we're going to pray that in the name of Jesus, that the enemy will be defeated off of your life and you would be set free in Jesus' name. We're praying for your deliverance. We're praying for your breakthrough. We're praying for God to show up on the scene and give you exactly what you need. In a moment, we're going to baptize. And so for our baptism candidate, just get prepared, if you would. She would get prepared right now for baptism. But before we do that, we're going to pray for folks that God would do a work of freedom in your life in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. If there, I've got prayer team people. I want you to come to this altar real quick. Prayer team people, come on to this altar real quick. If you're in here and our prayer team people, if you're here today and you need someone to agree with you in prayer for victory over and in your life, I want you to step out from where you are. They're going to begin to sing, and we want to lay hands and pray and believe together that you, through the power and the authority of Jesus, have victory over everything the enemy brings your way. In Jesus' name. Wherever you are right now, as they begin to sing, you need somebody to pray with you. You need something broken off of your life in Jesus' name. Let's, let's see what God will do. Amen? Amen. Amen. Amen.